Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. I'm your host, Trevor, and I have now played more hours of Gloomhaven Digital than I have the physical version. I'm Jay, and I, I definitely have not done that yet. <laughs> and I'm Josh, and I don't have more hours, but I definitely have more losses in the digital version. <laughs> uh, okay, so it is, we're, we're kicking into holiday season. Uh, anything new and exciting with you guys for the holidays? Uh, I just have to make everyone aware, like... I am I am now obsessed with Etsy because there are <laughs> there are Saint products on yeah no 100% there are products on Etsy such as the battle table for TI4 I I challenge you to look that up and not short your keyboard out by drooling on it I'm just saying uh there are also some incredible like you know game inserts for ti4 and other other like rad just board game related stuff it's not all twilight imperium like i can't stop looking at it and someone probably needs to stage an intervention you know when you said battle table what's the name of it again josh if you just look up well battle table for ti4 it's by the bits 77 store it is so every time i look at it i'm like Yes, please. It's so amazing. It basically, you know, it's it's a little like stand that would stand up off the board and it has space on the two sides for everybody to lay out their fleets that are in the battle. And then in the center of this little stand, it's it's uh, depressed enough or there's an insert where you can roll the dice right there in between the two fleets and, you know, it will catch the dice it and also has like a little bit of the rules. In yes, the bottom it has it. the it has the modifiers mm-hmm. all written on that thing. I'm like, of all the over the top useless products I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> da- Daddy wants. You know, when you said battle table for TI4, I was envisioning something far more grand than this. Yeah, so did I. Oh come on! Oh, I you were thinking, thinking like a full-on table. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get thinking, yeah. I was thinking that you were yeah, drooling yeah. over a fifteen-hundred-dollar, you know, depression inset piece, you know, six table, six-piece location where it had spots for your, for all of your ships and and for your all your cards and you know, so that things wouldn't get swept away. I, I was thinking way more grand. I guess they should have called this a battle stand, this, perhaps. Yeah, this is this is a hundred and ten dollars, yeah. Josh. I I mean. Uh, here's here we go, Josh. This You're is, right. This, this is, is weak. this is the name for it that is going to uh, uh, kill all your interest in it. It is the Twilight Imperium Battle Tableau. <laughs> you, son, <laughs> you son of a gun! I'm on board. Can I buy it somewhere? <laughs> yeah, on Etsy. 
<laughs> but there's only two available, Trevor. Well, I'll have to buy now then. <laughs> um, I guess things from Discount Games Inc. There's Holiday Battle Forces for Games Workshop. Oh gosh. Um, so there's a, sorry, I sorry for interrupting, but there's a TI4 Prophecy of Kings player mat overlay, and that's that needs to be into the table. But that's what I was thinking of. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, just go do your your holiday shopping at Discount Games Inc. Uh, you can also uh, request gift cards as a a fine uh, gift to receive from from your loved ones uh, from Discount Games Inc. So so check those out. Um, anything else before we we move into doing our grading? All right. So. We're we're going to grade the digital version of um, Gloomhaven, the the number one uh, game on on Board Game Geek, um, and I, I guess I'm a little bit curious. Do what's your guys's opinion on that? Do you do you think that it should be number one on Board Game Geek? Are you offended that it is? Are you happy it is? <laughs> what are your thoughts? It's a series of loaded questions, it feels like to me. <laughs> I mean, he's drawn a little line in the sand. He's making you defend your point. I don't have a problem with the way he loaded that question. <laughs> okay, let's hear your response then. My response? I think that it's definitely deserving of its number one spot among themed board games. So maybe that's... It's not one number one in my heart, so I, I would not reign at number one, but I understand why it is. Um, why, why do you think it is? Because there's nothing quite as grand or as in depth or that takes as many hours or that has as many guides. Uh, I don't think there's as anything that takes as much planning or thought, um, especially in the themed realm. I don't think there's anything in the theme realm that, that tackles something as tropey as standard high fantasy and flips it on its head as well as Gloomhaven does. So there's a lot of things that are that are praiseworthy about it. We we talked a little bit about it in the pre-ramble, which is I think there's still some balance issues, some things, but the fact that he this is kind of his first big game into board gaming like design. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot to envy here, and a lot that is just a little bit unbelievable that that it is what it is. And it so it I guess a few of my thoughts on it I. I I don't feel offended if if people say that this is their favorite game or if they think that it should be the highest rated game on Board Game Geek. It's it's not what I would vote for, um, for various reasons. Um, I think that one of the reasons why it has been so graded so high is because, like, yes, it is a lot of money, but it also has a very very high production quality and it also has a lot of um like if if you i guess you're there's there's a lot of board gamers who are who like who are concerned about value behind a board game and this this board game is an expensive game but if you were to you know uh average out the cost per hour of uh you know i'm I'm getting this much value out of yeah of enjoyment or i i spent you know i i spent a hundred dollars on this game but i've played it for 400 hours so it 
you know, I'm, it only costs me 25 cents an hour or whatever. Um, I think that that's something that ends up helping the ranking for this game quite a bit. Um, and t- to me, part of the reason why I wouldn't um, rate it as number one is because when I would play the game, there would just be so, and I'm fortunate. I, when I, when I played this, the physical version of this game, I had a space in my house that it was just the game room for Gloomhaven and it, the game was left up the entire time. And the idea of having to set up and take down this game sounds like hell (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of stuff with, uh, where I would play the game and I'd be like, this is fun. I'm having a fun time, but it just seems like it would be so much better as a digital version than as the physical version of this game. And and I'm sure that there's a lot of people who disagree with me and, and who love the physical pieces and love getting together physically with their friends, et cetera. Um, but I think that other board games do that better than Gloomhaven does. So a couple of things. I did have to take mine down and set it back up on a weekly basis. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it is one of the most difficult games to, to tear down and set up. There's a lot to it, but one of the the couple of things that we did that sort of address some of your issues. One of them is I had a um, insert that was very well organized that allowed me to unpack everything quickly and to hand each each player had their um, own you know balsa wood box that had everything in it they needed and so it it really unpacked quickly in comparison to how it would be if you just tossed everything in the box. Um, the other thing that we did was I I got a file folder to organize all of the tile pieces. Um, we yep. also d- managed the NPC the uh, AI stuff all digitally. We did the digital. We did we did, we did our own decks for everything else, but the but the mm-hmm. the AI was just it was too much to worry about shuffling their decks and and you know keeping track of everything. So we just we you know uh, we turned the AI stuff all into a tracker app on and I think it was on an iPad I don't don't remember but there's yeah, yeah. there's a ton of tracker apps and honestly they're worth your time and effort to go set them up and get them going we had a campaign app that tracked all of our um, mm-hmm. it tracked all of our gold all of our equipment all of our uh, missions that we completed what ones we had open to us. Uh, a campaign tracker app that that did a lot of things. and we you know we did everything on the board as well just to to keep the visual part of it but a lot of it had, had already been turned into a digital version of the game i don't know i don't know that it should maintain the number one spot for as long as it has and the funny thing is like what's going to unseat it is probably its sequel but i just yeah. found the system to be so remarkable that just literally just the system of picking the two cards and you know, one pick is is initiative, and and then when it comes to your turn, you choose you know the top or the bottom, and just the the kind of the suite of decisions or decision trees that that ends up unlocking for you is really remarkable. So, I, it, it to me it felt a lot like a game of Dungeons and Dragons where you don't have to have someone spending hours prepping a scenario being the dm everyone everyone gets to be the player and with a combat system that is like 
light years better than <laughs> and more interesting. Suffer th- and what you have to suffer through with D and D. Yeah, and, and far more interesting. Yeah. There's there's the there's some mechanics that are a little bit weird or wonky, but for the most part, there's some really cool things that are going on, and some and way more interesting player classes than D and D at this point. Sure, unless you have like a really creative D and D group. I mean, even then, I just I feel like they're all sort of I don't know the the races and the classes here. Yes, they are based on other familiar tropes, but they just they felt so interesting and unique to me. So. Maybe it's partly because they are within a silo. Like you can't, you can't make a, um, you know, a, a Craghart scoundrel for, or whatever, Savas scoundrel, for example. You know what I mean? You can't. It's all you're always kind of stuck with the same class race combo, but they're interesting and different. So let's talk about the digital implementation then, because I think, you know, probably most people are listening have not have played Gloomhaven the board game and understand why it is for them or isn't for them. Um, but I think that the digital version may catch a slightly different audience. Okay. You mean, <laughs> is it going to we'll be an see. audience that doesn't do a good job scheduling friends like me? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that is one of the, the or or it doesn't have friends who are quite as committed to the, the whole thing. Well, I mean, it's like I'm, I'm playing Gloomhaven right now with some friends who moved to Ohio, a friend. And You're playing the digital version with them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, obviously that's not going to be um, possible with... Um, well, yeah, unless you get, like, special web cameras and really creative yeah, and, you know... That sounds awful. It. Yeah, with the digital <laughs> version. It does sound pretty awful. With the physical version, I mean. Uh, so, yeah, go go ahead, uh, Okay, Trevor, so tell us Trevor. more. Sure, so Gloomhaven, um, I don't know, is it only available on Steam? I don't even know. Um, but that's, I think, how all, we're we're all playing it is through through Steam uh, on yeah. PC. Um, so the digital implementation, there's some there's some minor changes between it and the the physical one. One of the most notable ones, and one of the the things that I actually like the most, is that each scenario's environment. I mean, there's a subset of environments, but they are rather than being uh, one or the other side of a cardboard, you know. Uh, hex grid they are customized to the scenario so there's some really cool digital uh things that you could do with a video game that you can't do with a physical game um there's some other cool stuff like alternate skins on all the starting characters um it resolves i mean with all the things we talked about it resolves a ton of stuff all on its own it tracks so many things um so but but other than that it is a very faithful re-implementation of the board game in every way shape and form you know all the cards everything it's not like some sometimes you'll see an implementation that'll go to digital and you'll see some changes in the way say the ai acts or the way that certain things are resolved this is a one-for-one uh implementation of the the tabletop loop so do we want to grade it then talk about design what you guys appreciate about it and what maybe you don't like Yes. And we can probably, yeah, we can grade it and and talk about all those things. Okay. So um, I'll start with the things that I enjoy and then a a couple of nitpicks. And I will state that I've played um, solo in this, which is something that's not as easy to do in the physical implementation, but is super easy in the digital implementation. I've played solo probably 120 hours or more. Um, Steam says I've played 180 hours of this. 
and I would say actually it's probably been more than that. I would say 40 of that is with other people and 140 of us with myself. So um, I love the everything that it does to take the the physical version and make it digital as far as running the AI for you, keeping track of hit point totals, all the bookkeeping that is a requirement of the normal one. Um, I just I'm so glad to not have to do it. Uh, my complaints about the digital version are some of the um, quirks about the system. My biggest complaint is no undo. Yeah. There, there is. Yeah. 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 There, there there's is kind of one. You can restart a, the round, but yes. By but the time you've realized how badly you've screwed up, it, it there, doesn't there, There's help. an issue with the restart the round, and I'll get to that in just a second. But the the no undo is incredibly frustrating because you'll accidentally click the wrong thing think you're confirming something and it'll instead skip it and there's no way to go back like i've i've lost scenarios because um there was i don't know how deep we want to get into spoilers but one of the classes i was playing had a card that required me to take damage myself mm -hmm. and and i was trying to tell the interface that's what i yes i want to do that please do that and everything i would click it just wouldn't work I, whatever it wanted me to do i wasn't inputting the right information and eventually I kept clicking around until it skipped it and just didn't do what I needed to. And I ended up losing the scenario because that was, it was critical to my plan. I was, I was right on the ragged edge, needed everything to go right. And I needed it to do what I told it to or what I wanted to tell it to do, but I couldn't get it to do it. And there was just no way to undo it. Um, and I believe it was actually a bug because I think I did restart the round and it still wouldn't let me do it. So anyway, it is frustrating though to not have a, um, an undo. undo. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm going to talk about the restart the round thing. The restart the round problem that I have with it is that whatever seed it uses for randomization is regenerated if you click restart the round. And I think that's okay in that. If meaning you, that meaning whatever attacks your the opponents made might not be the same ones after you do restart the round. Correct. Meaning that they may not that. that the cards that they play might be different. It might play out completely different, which I guess it can be a benefit if you would rather, you know, okay, that didn't go the way I wanted to, or I screwed up and I restart the round. It feels like a scum save to me, but it's even worse in that the <laughs> things, things a scum that the AI, save where you don't have any control. Yeah, the, the AI does something completely different than it did the previous time, which is it's sort of weird because, like, I've had situations where it went poorly for me, and I'm like, oh, if I would have done this differently. Um, it would have worked, or I think it would have worked, and then I've restarted the round and then had them complete different, completely different cards. And it, it just—I don't normally like to use it because of how because of how scum savvy it feels. Like it's just like, oh well, I screwed <laughs> that up. Let me just let me just reset the thing. I mean, yeah. I I had one where I, I I played a card and it didn't do what I wanted to because I misclicked and I didn't have an undo, so I restarted the round. Well, the problem was is it was a it was a scenario with with oozes. And in the first time around, the uses had replicated, and I was in a pretty rough shape. Well, whatever screwed up, and I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to restart the round to get this to do what I want. They didn't replicate. In fact, my, me restarting the round made the whole scenario ten times easier. <laughs> so it felt, I felt really dirty after that one. As you should. <laughs> All right. So uh, all right. Well, so my comment on design is like I love the implementation of the artwork, um, you know, the the animation, the sound, even which I, you know, I don't normally even pay attention to. Um, it the actual playing of the game is really um, 
slick, I feel like. Despite, you know, I agree with Trevor's comments about, you know, man, it needs an undo button in a couple spots and, and what have you. Uh, it it seems harder to me, and I know we talked about this in another episode, but it does seem harder to me than when I played it, the physical version with my father and my brother, and maybe that's just because I was playing with them. Um, you know, I brought more competency to the table in the physical world. Uh, the, my nitpicks, the thing, the thing that I don't like about the digital implementation is when I fail, which is a lot, uh, and I abandon the mission, you know, that I have to go and, and you have to do this in the physical copy too, I guess, but the whole, like going back to Gloomhaven, doing a city event again, then going back to hit the mission again, you know what I mean? Like I would almost rather have the ability to just, I don't know. I, I you'd like rather I said, be able to re-rack like you do at home. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But I almost would rather in the digital, just be able to be like, restart the mission. I don't care if the seed is different, you know, reseed it or whatever, but like, just start me where I was. Same level, same. But, you know, it's like you – I don't know. You go and you, you can level up. And like I said, I I literally on one mission now have probably gained three levels losing. Yeah. Like, you know, over and over again. And, and I'm like, I don't know why I can't just give it up. Well, to, to, to Jay's point earlier about the about the rank of Gloomhaven on the – one of the things that has become more and more – more and more – obvious to me is the disparity in power levels between the classes oh okay yeah yeah and and you know i think that you know play testing these classes to the level necessary to make them as balanced as maybe they needed to would have taken more time than any board game would have but at this point you've got such a mass of people playing it that you know these these problems are you know they start to come forward and you start seeing some of the classes are just playing better at doing certain roles than others and anyway my experience is that the games that you lose a lot of times it's just your parties you know you're you're playing with the group you made or that you fell into as they unlock classes or whatever but sometimes they just don't they don't play as they don't well, work well together they don't work right. well together or or they don't they don't handle this scenario well and we talked about yeah. a particular class in the in the pre-ramble. That class does really, really well in a scenario um, that doesn't necessarily move very far. Like if you stay in one, there's several scenarios that stay in one oh, room sure. yeah. the whole time, and you have to survive for so many rounds or whatever. But if you put him in the kill all kill all the things in a room or in all the rooms, and there's like four rooms, and you gotta like motivate. Even, even worse, you know. It, escape through the the far end oh yeah geez right yeah then those then all of a sudden those, those classes struggle or whatever so i think that becomes more apparent in the digital version i i agree with you it feels harder but maybe i don't know yeah I, like I don't for know. me it, it's not it's almost this hard it's almost as hard as playing a first person shooter for <laughs> an old man uh, <laughs> jay what to say about that josh <laughs> uh, am I am I giving a number or? Oh sure. Uh, well, I, mean, I just I, want you to talk my, about your your pluses and minuses. My, yeah. Um, I I you guys still have more time on the game than I do. Um, I guess I'll just say that I feel like the graphics are are pretty attractive with the game. Um, and it feels like the user interface is fairly intuitive. Um, there are some things that feel a bit weird. Yeah, 
So I, I'm I'm playing one of the groups I'm playing with. I'm playing with three guys who have only played maybe one scenario prior to this, and we're about ten scenarios in now with that group. And one of the guys had never played it before, and he was having a hard time just doing the movement because it kept wanting him to confirm, and then if he had movement left over, to skip the remainder of his movement. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. That part which, is a little. Yeah. Which I think is is intuitive if you played the game before, or if you've you know after a little while and you start figuring out it's fine, it's not really a problem. But to somebody who's never played Gloomhaven before in the physical version uh, and is not exactly sure how to play the digital version, it, he was confused. And I they right. had issues with the pushes and pulls as well because right. because they, they, there's no reading of the rule book per se when you hop in, they didn't necessarily understand the pushes and pulls worked. And so, like, there would be a push, too, and they'd click one hex away and go, well, that's where I want to push him. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out why it wouldn't let him confirm and move on. And I'm like, well, you you have to push him the full distance. It's That's what it says in the rules, you know. But they're like, well, I've never read the rules. So I, I've actually spent a lot of time with those guys basically saying, well, you have to do it because that's the way it's written in the rules. And Right. And there's nothing in the interface there that tells you or warns you, hey, you can't do this because, yeah. My number, uh, and I'm I'm honestly taking it down only for my nitpicks, which is the no undo thing and the just the repetitive like I don't want to read the encounter again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know th- that thing. I- I'm gonna give it an eight. Maybe that's too harsh. Maybe I'm a grouchy old so, man. So yeah, the repetitive counter thing. I I think it feels more repetitive because you're moving through these missions way faster than you do on the tabletop version, which I think is yeah, well, that's probably, actually yeah. a plus. I'm going to give it an eight as well. I have some big complaints about it, but I also realize that what it's trying to accomplish, and that's to take a, a great board game and make it even better. And so I'm I'm a little tolerant of some of its flaws. Idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Jay, join us in giving it a number. Um, like there's a part of me that wants to give it a nine because I feel like it is a really good implementation. Yeah. Of the game. And, but then there's part of me that starts questioning, okay, but now if I am comparing this to other video games, mm-hmm. is this a nine compared to other video games? And I'm not sure, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't so know. So can I, can I give you guys an example of a game I just played recently? Sure. That sure. it has a similar theme. This game is called Demio. It's a VR game. Um, and the game you you are in, you go into like a what looks like an 80s basement uh, in your VR headset, and you're playing. Oh yeah, I've seen table. this thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you reach onto the table a, a three a very you beautiful like pick up th- the minis and stuff, right? You pick up the minis, you move them, and then they they have a they have just like default actions where they attack, and you roll a die, or you can use cards and cast spells or use abilities or summon things from the cards. And then between rounds, it sort of has a roguelite sort of element where you you can save up money and then buy new cards and you go through and each level is procedurally generated. But the truth is, is at the core, it is a dungeon crawler on a tabletop where you pick the minis up and move them just like Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven's mechanics, which came from the board game, are light years ahead of it. It is sure, so, yeah, yeah. so simple. It feels like I'm playing something that came out in the 80s. You know, I'm rolling a single die and I either hit or do crit or I miss. And, you know, the cards are very simple. And in comparison to the mechanics of the core of Gloomhaven, which I realize we're, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the board game that's been implemented in the video game here. But the, it just shows so much more thought and development 
in Gloomhaven than it does in Demio. And Demio is a great game. Don't get me wrong. If, if what I said sounds interesting to you, you should totally buy it and play it. It's fun. But Gloomhaven is a better game when it comes to the mechanics and the yeah, tactics. just straight up the game itself is better. Yeah, the tactics of the game, the, the mm-hmm. thought that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the next category is. So next up is time management, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give my number and my comment right here. Like for me, this is a ten, and here's the reason why. Like I I know I'm sort of complaining in my you know get off my lawn grumpy old man way about how much I banged my head against the wall and failed the mission. But the truth is, like for the past couple weeks, I sit down at my computer in the evening, you know, and I've got. I don't know. I maybe got a, an hour or a half hour of cyborg energy left, right? And and I'm like, oh, I'd really like to play something, you know. And I look at my list, which is a ridiculous list. Like, you know, <laughs> for the record, I'm speaking to the past here. Josh Wheeler, when you were 12 years old, you have no idea the embarrassment <laughs> of riches that you will have an, as an adult in terms of games available, right? <laughs> uh, just want to go on the record there, but. Um, but the thing is, is um, I can get in a mission and and fail it, you know, with with a reasonable <laughs> with a reasonable effort. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like purposely failing or whatever, right? I, I can fail it in in an amount of time that just passes in a bat of an eye, and and re rack and go again, even with my little nitpicks. And so for me, this just it just. You know, and, and of course, because you don't have to do the setup, you don't have to shuffle the cards, you don't have to manage the enemies. You know, I mean, there's just so much that makes it go so well that uh, that's for me why it's a 10. Some of that, I think, is why we fail more in the digital version is because in the physical version, you're required to pay attention to how many cards you have left in your modifier deck. Um, what cards are being played? You, That's you talk, true. Yeah, you're right. you're the one running the AI, so you're a little more cognizant of, okay, this guy on his turn, he's going to move up and attack me. A lot of times in the digital implementation, you start losing sight of some of those things, and it punishes you for it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. I'm only laughing because it's true. Um, I, yeah, I've, I mean, to be fair, I I'm in the same boat, and I've played a lot of hours of this at this point, but. I can't count the number of times that I've lost a scenario because I'm playing it solo, which I think honestly is, might be the best way to play this version. I'm playing it solo, and I'm running three characters. I'm keeping track of three separate um, personal missions, three separate decks, three separate initiatives, which in theory I've been told is supposed to make me more powerful because I know exactly where each character is going to go. Yeah, except for they scale the monsters and I don't yeah. know. Anyway, my point being is that I lose track of of some of that, and I end up making mistakes, and I lose because I'm the one that's managing all these characters. Whereas at the table, you know, we have a little table talk. Somebody else is having to worry about what they're going to do, and for the most part, we play better as a group than I do solo because you know they're they're not have. I'm only having to manage one character and make sure that that character does the right thing. So. Anyway, I, I agree with Josh that the amount of time that it shaves off of setup and other things is immense. Um, I don't remember how much I paid for this, but I, I've told you guys I've played 180 hours of it. I mean, break that down per hour, how much I've paid, you know, 50 cents an hour or whatever. So yeah, much, uh, much less be- than that. Better value ten, than ten cents an hour. a physical copy even. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if I'd paid $100 for this, like I'd paid for the physical version, I'd still, you know got a great value out of it and i didn't i paid whatever the digital version so i i just i think the time part of it is is for what it returns is its most redeeming quality i i agree that's a 10 okay 
Jay? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that as well. Okay. Next up is repeatability. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I've, I feel like a lot of what I just said about the the time <laughs> management is really applicable here too. Like, here's here's the only I'm gonna give it only a nine. Oh, no, I don't. This isn't fair to it. Like the thing is, is like I'm not sure how many times I would play it again with other groups. You say you're playing with like three other groups, Trevor. Is that right? I'm playing a solo. I mean, I'm technically playing I, I with was... two other groups. I started teaching my nine-year-old how to play. Right. So, and I'm I'm teaching my ten-year-old how to play, and he plays. He he started playing on his own a little bit, but I think it's a little bit. It's maybe a little bit beyond him right now. Um, but they recently they added a, even an easier setting, so you could turn it all the way down. Um, but anyway, um, I'm playing with a group weekly, like a normal weekly group. Um, I played a little with you and your dad, although I don't necessarily think that that's a regular group by any means. Yeah, yeah. But I do have one regular group, and I am playing it solo, so I'm basically playing it twice. And many of the missions I'm playing, I played as a physical version. Right. Although, although I'm past those at this point, I've I've gone past what I ever did. Man, I can't even believe I was just checking my playtime. It says I've only played 26 hours. I literally that surprises the heck out of me. So one of the one of the things about it that makes it so easy to do is that because it's turn based, you could you know I, I'm I don't think my time is accurate because because do you leave it on sometimes? Well, yeah, they'll call me to my wife will call me to dinner, and unlike my normal video games where it's very difficult sometimes to stop, I can walk away. I can oh. walk away mid card. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that's going to happen. I'm going to come back and I'll be it'll be right where it was. It makes it very easy to pick up and set down. I've definitely seen times where. Uh, your Discord has said that you're playing uh, this game, but it also says that you're away. So it, it has him snoozed usually, doesn't it, or whatever? Um, you might be surprised. Uh, I might still be playing it. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's okay. possible. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, is like, um, so it's not a very resource-intensive game. So I will play it at the same time I'm playing World of Tanks. What? Yeah, I, I, I will tab out of. of I, my brain can't even handle that. I will I will be playing tanks, you know, if I'm in a position where, um, you know, I'm waiting for the round to start or I've died waiting for the round to end, I'll tap back into Gloomhaven and take a couple of turns and then tap back. I, I, I have a, I mean, I built my own computer and spent a lot of money on it, but it's a couple of years old now at this point. It's not, yeah. Gloomhaven's not that resource intensive. I think most no, computers yeah. probably um, tab into something else, assuming that the other game they're playing is not, I'm, I don't, maybe other people aren't interested in doing that, but I do it all the time, so. I just feel like I lose faster if I have another game going while I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, that might explain some. I can't even watch shows. Like, that's maybe I should start doing that. It's I mean, too distra- it's too distracting for me. Gloomhaven is one of those games where it's kind of laid back and 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 turn based in the point where I can I can easily watch a TV show while I'm playing it and not have any issues. <laughs> I think I think that it's just it's, it's that sort of easy, sort of yeah. fun to jump into. I got you. Well, so as far as repeatability goes, I'm gonna say a ten, because honestly, I would probably I would pick this up and play it with multiple. I'm actually thinking of giving it to my daughter and son-in-law for Christmas, and basically saying like, hey, let's figure out a you know a day that <laughs> let's let's lie to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, Larson, just because you're right. <laughs> Well, and one of the reasons, well, anyway, I won't get into that. I will say that this is one of the most replayable board games in all of board game history. 
Yeah, well, especially because like, of all the stuff there is to unlock, too, right? Correct. I mean, yeah. Like, so if you had I this think, thing fully unlocked, you could start uh, a fresh campaign that would be, like, completely different. Like, you know, I, just I, with a couple different characters. Right. I, I know there are plenty of people out there who do have a fully unlocked Gloomhaven, but I don't know anybody that is. I've, I've never even you seen You mean the physical fully unlocked? Or, or digital. I don't know yeah. anybody who's... I mean, I've played for 180 hours, and I'm thinking I maybe have... Beyond the six base characters, I might have five or six unlocked. I mean, I'm only maybe halfway to just unlocking the characters. Right. Let alone, like, whatever all Gloomhaven itself can have unlocked, right? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that's interesting is you don't see the cards you're missing like you do in the physical version. So I don't know how many cards I'm missing from my merchant, for example. Oh, sure, right. Um, I, I would rate this... So I would rate it high as far as like the amount of time that you can enjoyably spend in the game, but it's not one that personally I want to do a bunch of groups with or play, repeat the same scenarios with different people or repeat, you know, et cetera. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably go with an eight. Way to go with the slightly less fanboyish answer. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you like reining it in a little. Yeah. Well, whatever. So now let's go to the next category where I still won't be able to rein it in. Fun. I'm sorry. Like, I am I am loving getting destroyed over and over again. Like, I just... Of course. Like, like and it, it's... I recognize that it's insane. I should, like, I should swap out mercenaries. I should try a different group. I mean, I have... I think you guys should be proud of me. I have actually swapped out cards once or twice. And so that, <laughs> that was a big step for me, right? Have you have you retired a character yet, Josh? In your, no. In your solo campaign, okay. No. So, well, I'm getting close though. I think I think I have to kill like three more elite monsters, maybe. So so you'll love this when you retire a character in the digital version. It does more than the physical version does, at least as far as I remember the physical version. <clears throat> but it tells you da- <clears throat> damage done, creatures killed for whatever character is retired. It tells you all of their stats. So, oh, that is one, cool. Yeah. And one of the stats it tracks is victory percentage. Oh, that's going to be bad. <laughs> so you can look through your characters and see what this guy was in the party. How often did I win? I'm expecting single digits. <laughs> single digits. That's pretty rough. I had some pretty rough t- times on mine as well. I don't have any. See, the other thing is I should go do a different mission. Like I literally have banged my head against the same mission. I, I wonder if I can look up how many times I failed at it. You probably can, right? I don't think so. Not Survey that. says a lot. It's a lot for the record. Uh, um, so anyway, I'm still giving it a 10. What's your fun, Trevor? So I think that this this is going, a little, going to go a little bit into audience, but I think that the average gamer would just bounce off of this. The average video gamer, they would, okay. they would Probably, not, yeah. not enjoy it at all. Um, I think that this requires playing it and being able to to do well requires you understanding the. the underlying mechanics i really think if you're going to play this you need to have either played the the physical version or at least reviewed the rules because there's some things that would probably happen that would just like i for example, grind your gears I, well this grinds my gears in the physical version but for example being on advantage pulling two cards having them one of them be a miss and having one of them be a uh a flip another card which is then also a, a curse or something no, the flip the when you are on advantage and one of the cards is flip another card and the other one, whatever it doesn't matter what the other one is. If one of them flip the other card, you combine the two. 
So oh, in this particular right, case, right. you flip another card, and the other card that's that you pulled for the advantage is a is a miss. You miss the entire attack on advantage, which drives me back. <laughs> I hate Delicious. that mechanic, but Delicious. I think it's. If you were if you were a you know just a video gamer and you saw you know everyone's playing Gloomhaven and you're like oh my friends are playing this I'm gonna jump in and you didn't understand that you would probably quit or if you ran into the situation you're running into you just lost a bunch of missions over and over again and didn't understand you know how to actually maintain your health and your cards long enough to which I think is a lot of people would struggle with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that's why I lose. They would probably super bounce off of this. So to me, this is super fun, but it's also right in my wheelhouse as far as other video games are concerned um i'm not sure i'm not sure where to rank it for fun yeah weird okay i mean if i'm trying to think about the average person that, that would hit this i don't know how how whether they didn't even enjoy it or not i think if they took the right steps I and mean, the one guy that, that had never played it before that's in our my other party did he, he go that, through the tutorial and stuff the tutorials i've been through the tutorials it's awful okay it doesn't really explain enough. I mean, it takes the video game level Approach. of tutorial, which which it doesn't really explain the underlying mechanics, which for a lot of games doesn't matter, but for Gloomhaven does. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you're really on the razor's edge in a lot of scenarios if you don't understand the mechanics. Yeah, one wrong play and you're a sad panda. Right. So for me, it's quite fun. I'd probably I'd probably give it a seven or an eight. But I think that the average gamer would just be like, what in the heck am I doing? <laughs> Why is this so popular right now? Yeah. All right. I will put you down for a seven. Now let us hear reasonable non-fanboy J's number. I think I'll go. I think I'll go with an eight. Okay. Overall, for me, the the minor nitpicks that we've talked about, um, I feel like reasonably make it a nine. I'm not willing to go all the way to the... Uh, to the 10 that the deep the fanboy deep inside me wants to give it yeah i i couldn't give it a 10 either i think that that in time as they refine some of the issues there's still quite a few bugs um that i still have a problem with and i want those to go away i mean can i just say though can can i just say let's just be grateful that like i didn't boot up the gloomhaven digital adaptation and find out that it was like a top-down shooter (laughs) it could have been yeah That's basically what happened with the War Machine uh, implementation. Games, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the video game was like, oh, well, this is not at all what we were expecting. Um, there's some some bugs that bother me pretty bad. You know, things like we had a guy that was trying to get across rough terrain, and he had the boots that give you a jump. Mm-hmm. Yet it wouldn't let him, when he turned on the boots, it just wouldn't let him move across the rough terrain at all. Yeah, no, that's a pain. On a particular yeah. scenario. So th- there's, some, there's some strange things like that. Um, but I think that it's for a digital implementation of a board game. I'm going to preface it with that. This is one of the best, if not the best. I think it's fantastic for a more complex video game than a lot of them are. Yeah. I think I'll go with a nine as well. And I'm, I I guess my follow-up question for you guys is this, I guess this has spoiled slash ruined me to the point where for physical Gloomhaven. uh, Well, not just that, like, I would rate my interest level in Frosthaven uh, at 0.0%. Uh, I will probably only buy Frosthaven to make an economic signal to the designer to keep up the good work. <laughs> like, I think there's a very good chance I never crack it for these same reasons that you're saying, Jay. 
Uh, so, what about you, Trevor? What's your interest in physical Frosthaven? So I backed Frosthaven on Kickstarter when it came out, which... Uh, mm, Over these many years. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a long time, so I don't I don't know if... If Frosthaven were to hit Kickstarter today, um, I don't know that I would back it, but I think I probably would. I think there's a good chance I will crack my Frosthaven open, and I think I will play it. Um, although I think there's a strong chance that I'll get one or two scenarios in and be I like, think you'll set up a group and you guys will get like 20 games max and then life will happen and that'll be that. Yeah, but that's different than what I was about to say because that's what happens anyway. That, that's going to happen sure, regardless. Yeah. If, this, if Gloomhaven never existed as a digital implementation, what you sure, just said yeah. will still happen. It's the same scenario. Yeah, okay. same scenario. Sure, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that one or two games in, I might I might get yeah, sit down and yeah. just go, this is too much. This takes yeah. there's too much effort here to get this set up. Um, there's too much fiddly stuff going on. I just don't want to do this anymore. I could have just as much fun playing Gloomhaven on on Steam. So that may happen. I don't know. There are some rules changes and other things and things that he's done to streamline and improve right. improve the game that might keep me going my biggest okay. issue with gloomhaven and why i'm playing it solo and why um my, my physical gloomhaven group just failed is that i just i think i have this is gonna sound like braggart you know i'm being a braggart but i i have more stamina for through this type of game like i just kept wanting to keep going and the other guys in my group are just like we don't really want to play gloomhaven anymore let's play something else they yeah. they yeah. they ran out and and that's you know nothing. They played a lot of it, so I understand. But we we never came back to it. To be fair, the pandemic hit as well. But yeah, we just I don't think there's any chance we will ever go back and pick up our game and continue yeah. where we left off. So for me, Gloomhaven is destroyed as a physical version. I will never go back to it. I'm never going to finish the original campaign. I'm going to see the end, but I will see it through the digital. Right. <laughs> Will you then go and just tear open your physical boxes of everything? Mm. So one of the things I have to I have to chuckle about is I bought the um the stick the removable sticker kit. Oh for, yeah, yeah. For Gloomhaven, and that's what we were using the first playthrough was the removable sticker kit, so I could remove those stickers. And my 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 plan was to play it with my kids when they got older. That's never. I mean, none of that's ever going to happen. I mean, <laughs> the more likely thing is I'd play Frosthaven with my kid. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't. I definitely did not buy the sticker kit for Frosthaven because I'm like, ha, there's no way I'm gonna play Frosthaven twice. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I've realized now. No, that's. Not, I mean, I'm sure there's people that are able to get groups together that can stay together long enough to actually right. finish Gloomhaven or Frosthaven. But nah, that's not gonna. Happen. If I finish it, it's that's great. But I won't be going back and doing it again. All right. Well, I guess you guys. Oh, I guess we have audience. We've already basically talked about audience. Yeah. Th- yeah. So this we is can go ahead and say go or no go. Oh, go ahead. You're going to say something. No, I do it. have something to say about it. And that's what I think that this is a better solo game than way better than the, the base game. And I think it's better implement. I I would encourage someone who wants to play this to just enjoy it. solo. go play it, it solo. Yeah. yeah, because you can do it when you want to. You don't have to worry about it. Getting a group together. Um, you know, you can play uh, two, three, four characters, whatever you feel comfortable with. You can even actually, I mean, just like normal Gloomhaven, you can change that up mid uh, mid uh, campaign. Campaign. Yeah, just you know, go do it solo. I, I I've had a ton of fun playing it solo, and I just don't know that it adds a lot to add more people in, especially where it's digital. So anyway, 
I think, All right. I think it's admirable to want to play with a group, but play it solo. It's easy. It's <laughs> let us let us let us know what you guys think. We are excited to hear.